Hi, this is Pastor Anna Sorensen at French Creek Lutheran Church in Ettrick, Wisconsin. Thank you for joining together in worship, even as we can't join together in person. A reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 21. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathanael of Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, No. Then he said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. The disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there, with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. This is the Gospel of the Lord. When we read scripture, it can be really helpful to notice the details. If you've ever written something meant to be read by others, you know that word choice is important. Details are important. It wasn't so different for those who took the oral traditions of our faith, these stories that passed from mouth to ear to mouth, from generation to generation, and then committed them to parchment to preserve them. They thought the details were important, too. In this morning's Gospel reading, I noticed details about the place and the fish. Now, this story begins with the disciples going to Galilee. It is after the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. And everything these disciples knew about life was turned upside down. I can only imagine that they were on an emotional roller coaster, up and down grief and sorrow, not knowing what comes next. Already, I feel I can, I can relate to the disciples. So the disciples returned to an activity they knew. 
to fishing. But notice, there were no fish. When we start to notice details, we wonder, and such noticing often brings us questions that can help us open up the stories. This particular Bible story opens at the Sea of Tiberias in Galilee. The other name for this place is the Sea of Galilee, and Peter decides to go fishing. The disciples who are with him also go in the boat, and they cast their nets into the sea. These are seasoned fishermen, and they come up with no fish, zero fish, all night long. Not a single fish. What does it mean? For a boat full of experienced fishermen to not get a single fish. How can this thing that they have done a thousand times before have no positive results? Then a stranger comes standing on the shore and calls out to them. The fish are on the other side of the boat. Cast your nets over there. Amazingly, they obey, and this time the net is full of fish, so many fish they can't even pull it into the boat. The beloved disciple recognizes Jesus in the working of this miracle, and the disciples head toward shore, Peter swimming, and the rest of the disciples rowing and dragging a net full of fish behind. So what's up with these fish? Although these disciples are experienced fishermen, in the Gospels we never read about them catching fish without the help of Jesus. And we read this story and we are reminded of the miracle catch of fish recorded in Luke chapter 5. When Jesus calls the fishermen to become his disciples and to become fishers of men. The Gospel of John tells us about the miraculous catch of fish, not when the disciples are called for the first time, but here in chapter 21, when they are called again, this time called by the resurrected Christ, called to offer forgiveness. This story also reminds us of other times in which Jesus uses a miracle to feed people abundantly with fish and with bread. Recount the sixth chapter of John, which also takes place next to the Sea of Galilee. In John chapter 6, Jesus takes five loaves of barley bread and two fish, and he feeds thousands of people. Thousands of people had enough to eat with leftovers. The details are important, and it's no accident that Jesus feeds his people again next to the Sea of Galilee, again with fish, again with bread. So the disciples bring this full net to shore. And Jesus has some fish already on the fire, but he asks them for more. And the disciples bring this abundant Christ-blessed catch 
to their Lord 153 large fish. Now, we have ways of talking about unspecified large amounts. My children might say there were a million people at the park, by which they just mean an uncounted large number, not a literal million. The Bible uses the number 40 in this way to talk about a long enough time. The Israelites wandered in the desert for 40 years. Jesus was tempted for 40 days and nights. The rain fell on Noah and his family for 40 days. It means a long enough time, maybe a little too long. But here in this story, it's not a million people at the park or 40 fish in the net. It's a specific counted number of fish. Now, it might be that this is the kind of detail that sticks in a disciple's mind and gets repeated when he later tells the story of this miraculous catch and of having breakfast with the resurrected Christ. The specific number of fish has fascinated readers of Scripture ever since its writing. Now, the church father, Jerome, wrote that Greek zoologists had cataloged 153 species of fish, and he concluded that the disciples caught every kind of fish known to humankind at the time. We might then anticipate the work of the disciples' mission of bringing in every kind of person to Christ. Augustine, who was another of the early church teachers, noted that 153 is made up of the addition of every number from 1 to 17, and he gives a meaning to each number. Now, we could go on and on with speculation about the meaning of 153 fish, but John itself gives us no clue as to the deeper meaning then a great attention to eyewitness details. It is a large and specific number of fish in that net, and the net did not break. Well, 153 fish reminds us that the earliest disciples used the sign of the fish as a sign of inclusion in the community of the church. 153 fish reminds us of the pictures, the early, early pictures of the disciples gathered together sharing fish and celebrating Eucharist. 153 fish reminds us that Jesus is about the business of feeding people people who are hungry. Jesus feeds his disciples when we are weary and worn out, confused and topsy-turvy, when even the things that the disciples knew how to do best, they're unable to do. Even then, Jesus shows up and feeds them. Many of us feel at the best, that we are out of sorts. 
more of us probably feel scared, anxious, or angry as we live through this time of pandemic. Some of us are worried about disease, others about unemployment. Some are concerned for vulnerable loved ones who might be susceptible to the COVID virus or worried about our own underlying health conditions. Some of us have friends and relatives who have been diagnosed with this disease that we don't know much about. There's plenty to be scared, anxious, or angry about. I find in this gospel reading a word of grace for times of uncertainty. When the world seems upside down, topsy-turvy, and we are just not sure what comes next, we can go back to the things we know best, to the familiar routines. And Jesus will meet us there. Miracles don't just happen in the midst of the spectacular, not only in feeding 5,000. Miracles also happen in the everyday common things, in fishing with friends, or maybe vacuuming, making dinner, driving the tractor, bathing the children, walking the dog. Jesus shows up in these very ordinary, everyday activities. And we, like the disciples, may not recognize Jesus at first. But disciples, you are. And now it is time to tend the nets. Do what you know. Lean into the ordinary. And perhaps we too will be blessed to recognize the presence of Christ feeding us just when we need it the most. One of the gifts of being in a community, a faith community, is that we are a community. We're there for one another. If you are in the Gale, Ettrick, or Trempolo area of Wisconsin and you have a physical need, you need errands run, groceries picked up, chores done, please contact me, pastor at frenchcreeklutheran.org, and I or a member of the congregation will be able to help you out. If you are willing to help out a neighbor, please also contact me so I can put you on a list of resources. We're creating community through prayer at 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday, morning prayer on Facebook Live. Join us there and leave your prayer requests. And we're using this podcast to connect to one another. I'd love for it to be more than my voice. If you would be willing to read scripture, for the Sunday Sermon broadcast, again, please reach out to me, pastor at frenchcreeklutheran.org, and I will walk you through the process. Thank you so very much. God bless you.